Welcome to the Lead More Podcast. I'm your host, John T. Meyer. If you're a regular listener of the Lead More Podcast, you will know that this intro sounds different than the normal introduction. That's because this episode is different. Now, if you're a new listener of the Lead More Podcast, first of all, thank you. Uh, but secondly, just know this one is a little bit different. Maybe you want to go back and, and cherry pick a few of your favorites. The show is very much designed to cherry pick for a particular leader or person or topic. You don't have to listen to all of them. They don't go in order. And the reason this one's special, it's, it certainly has nothing to do with the episode number. I think we're 57. We hit our goal of doing 52 straight episodes for year one and now are starting and into year two of the Lead More podcast. The reason I wanted to do this one differently is just it's a it's a different topic and sort of uh, my headspace is in a little bit of a different space than the normal topic of of interviewing and learning from great leaders so that we can help inspire more leaders. I certainly still believe, as I say in every episode, that the world needs more leaders. That is still true. But in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about uh, my journey. So that's why it's titled, What's John Going to Do Next? Which is the question that by far I've gotten the most this year. Uh, if, if you don't know, if you're listening for the first time, I sold my company this year. Back in January, I sold my business, Lemonly, the business I've been CEO and co-founder of for almost 10 years. We'll be 10 years old next month. I've been an entrepreneur for 12 years and outside of you know, 11 months in corporate consulting after I graduated from college, being an entrepreneur, being my own boss is the only thing that I know, the only job that I've had. And so when I run into folks right now, a lot of people are asking, what are you going to do next? And most of them assume that a leader or a CEO like myself has a very specific strategic plan. And the answer is, I do not. I do not know what I'm going to do next sitting here uh, recording this episode in my basement in July 2021, and I'm okay with that. So what I wanted to do in this episode was talk about where my head is at and how am I going about that process of deciding what I'm going to do next. Because one thing is clear to me throughout this process and, and throughout the last, I'd say, you know, 16 to 18 months in this global pandemic, change is hard for people. Now, while I think we've proven that humans are way, way, way more adaptable than we give ourselves credit for, we can work it from home, we can wear masks, we can change the way we communicate and talk to our loved ones, our employees, our friends, but that doesn't make change any easier, right? Change is still hard. And so, even to the point where I've wanted to talk about this topic of change and what I'm going to do next pretty much since I sold the company in January. And it, it's just been taking me months to, to think through it and articulate it and, and, and just kind of grind with this, this, this topic of this big, big weighty question of what are you going to do next? And we all face these questions in our life, right? It's these, it's those questions that just never really go away in your life. Right. I remember as a high schooler, it's like, where are you going to go to college? What are you going to major in? What are you going to do after college? Where are you going to work? When are you going to get married, right? All these questions that seem to chase us and kind of follow us through life um, forever. And then you knock one off or answer one, and then, then there's another one right there around the corner. But I found that leaning into and embracing change 
is a hard thing for everybody, myself included, right? So although I chose this outcome, it was a great outcome for, for me, my family, for the Lemon Lee team, for the community of Sioux Falls, for the company that purchased us um, in so many ways. But on the other side of that great outcome is uncertainty and a little bit of fear of what if I made the wrong decision, right? Will I regret this? And keep in mind, a big, big reason for this decision, for making this this change and, and selling the company for me personally, was this feeling of it's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to step out into new territory, to try something new, to get uncomfortable, to work with different people in a different area and, and see what I'm made of, right? I believe that when you get uncomfortable, you grow. That's why a core value at Lemon Lee is adventure. Taking risks, going on an adventure is how you grow. So uh, what I wanted to do in this episode tonight was um, sort of share some frameworks that I'm thinking about as, as to how I will make the decision of what I'm going to do next. So if you click this episode simply because of the title, uh, it was a little clickbaity. I, I don't have the answer for you, but please keep listening because I do think I have something of value to give you. So over the course of these past six months, and I'm sure the next six to come of 2021, uh, I've had tons of coffee meetings, Zoom calls, um, emails with anybody. I'm a, I'm a data collector, and I'd like to have as, as sometimes probably to a fault as, as much input as possible. I want to gather input. I want to get feedback. I want to learn from people who have been there before, uh, and I'm happy to let people walk in my shoes and try to walk in their shoes as well which can sometimes be a little overwhelming depending on the day or the, the next coffee meeting you have, your brain is going one direction and then pivots the other, but I'm okay with that. I recognize that and I want to gather all those opinions and, and really feel like I've gone through it. But here are the frameworks that I'm using to ultimately help make my decision of what I'm going to do next. The first one is my core values. What do you stand for? This is something I've always talked about as leader of Lemonly. Our core values of Lemonly are adventure, collaboration, integrity. It's how we hire. It's how we grow the company. It's how we spot new initiatives, people we want to work with, people we want to work for. Um, and so I did the same thing for myself. What are my core values? And if you're a part of the Lead More community, if you listen to the show and you are part of the members community at leadmorecommunity.com, We've done this exercise of asking people, what are your personal core values? And mine, I have three words as well. CGI, that's the acronym. Collaborate, grow, and inspire. So I know that whatever I do next, I want to collaborate with other people. Collaboration is a core value at Lemonly. It's a core value of me personally. I know I don't want to work solo. I want to work with people, um, clients, uh, coworkers, community members, whatever it is, I want to, you know, knock my head together and, and work on projects or big things with other people. I also know that I want to grow. I want to push myself to be uncomfortable. I want to try new things. I want to experience new things uh, and make sure that I'm not being stagnant. Another core tenant personal mantra that's become a Lemonly mantra is mine. We put it on neon in the wall, on the wall at Lemonly, better every day. This idea of how can we, as designers, writers, project managers, animators, every person in the company, get just 1% better every day. It's something we practice, and I talked about 
back in episode 52 when we hit one year anniversary. So I need to grow. I need to get better. And the third one is to inspire. I love to tell stories. That's what Lemonly does. We tell stories through visuals. But to tell stories, to create content, to hopefully inspire somebody else to, like this show, step up and lead, to inspire someone else to maybe start that company, whether it be nights and weekends side hustle or they quit their job and go for it, to inspire someone to take that adventure to go abroad or to run a half marathon or whatever it might be. I I want to, I feel fulfilled and I feel that a lot of my purpose is when I can help inspire others by either sharing other people's stories like on this show or sharing my own. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So the first framework is this idea of what are my core values. Another way to think of this that I haven't really dove into yet, but intend to, if you've heard in, in the startup world or Aristotle, I think, originally coined this term, is, is the idea of first principles. So first principles are when you strip away all the assumptions or the things that we think to be true or to know about something or someone or some space and just really get down to the fundament, the fundamentals, the basics of first principles. And so I had, recently had a dinner with a good friend of mine, Vance, and he really helped me think about what do you know is true today that you also that also will be true in five or 10 years from now, the things that you want to do. So in these conversations, this is of course is in the context of choosing a career or choosing to start my own company again. Um, I want to have the seat at the table. I want to be amongst those who are making the, the decisions and, and being leaders. Uh, I want to be a leader myself. Again, I, collaboration is a core value of mine. So I want to work with other people versus just working, you know, solo. Um, I want to make sure that I'm growing, right? And, and these aren't really articulated, like I said, in, in the concept of first principles, but what do you know to be true? And very much like core values, thinking through first principles will help you make big decisions. So the second framework, if you're embracing change or set to make big decisions in your life, is a concept called the energy audit. Now, I learned this from a good friend of mine, uh, Trevor. He's the CEO of Carrot. Uh, and he taught this very simple framework, but it's very powerful. And if you think of core values as more like who you are, what do you stand for, the first principles that you will believe to always be true, the energy audit is more about the actions or the task, or if you were, say, to apply for a job or start a company, what are the things you're going to do on a day-to-day basis? What's the work? What's it actually look like? And what the energy audit if you take a sheet of paper, you can draw a T. So draw a horizontal, this horizontal line, then a long straight line, like a T. And on the right side of that T, you can put a plus sign above the T. And you're going to write down the things that you do that give you energy. So for me, that can be, you know, I'm not very good at it. But when I wake up early in the morning, that actually, once I wake up, get past the sleepy haze, that gives me energy. I feel this exhilaration of fresh day and all the opportunity to come and and this you know this feeling of i'm awake before other people are and i can get all this stuff done certainly like going for a run gives me energy you know wrestling or playing with my kids gives me energy uh when i have to speak or get in front of people i know some people are terrified by that i love doing that that gives me energy so on the right side you're writing down tasks that give you energy these are things that when you do it 
you're in your flow state, right? You feel like time just flies by. You feel like you get done and you're ready to do more of it, right? So the things that feed you. On the left side of the T, as you can guess, above that line, you would draw a minus sign and you would write down the things that drain your energy, things that take away your energy. And so this is the classic, like, focus on your strengths, punt on your weaknesses, right? I remember in the early days of Lemonly, I would I did all the accounting. I would balance the books. I'd, I'd try at the end of the month to, to reconcile with the bank account to our QuickBooks. I'd get behind. I'd be two months behind, then three months behind. And then finally, I'd call our CPA, and I'd apologize, and, and I'd promise that I'm going to get it done. Doing accounting does not give me energy, right? That drains my energy. So once I finally gave myself permission to delegate that and to pay for it, it was such a such a value saver, not only financially, but for energy as well. So things like that. For me, it's accounting. For me, it's um, you know long meetings. For me, it's um, probably a lot of like really really detailed work um, where you're really breaking something down and really getting to the nitty gritty essence of, you know, planning, uh, breaking into a Google sheet to plan uh, annual budgeting process, right? You get, you get the idea. You can probably tell by now where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are. So thinking through what gives you energy and what takes it away. If, you, if, you're, if you're using this framework in the sense of applying for a job and there's a job description, you can very much just go down the list and put the items on the job description in one of the two buckets, right? It's just going to feed you or it's just going to drain you. So this is the energy audit. And, and it seems pretty obvious, but it's important, right? Think about what you love doing. If you love doing something on the micro level of an hour or a day, you'll probably like it in a week or a month. And then a year and possibly it becomes a career, right? This is why, as I said in the Better Every Day episode, Kobe Bryant in the off season would make 2000 shots, not take, but make 2000 shots every day. He's already the best player in the world. He continues to work at his craft because it gives him energy. He loves it. That feeling of it doesn't even feel like work, right? All right. So we have sort of the things inside you, both in your heart of your core values, but also in your mind of your first principles that you believe to be true. Then we also have the actions and the steps that you will take through the energy audit. And the third framework that I have today is to simply draw the picture, right? Create the vision. Uh, and, and a good example here, we have this exercise at Lemonly. Most people will, will get the question like in a job interview, right? Well, where do you see yourself in five years? And in the context of a job interview, I think that's a really tough question because usually the interviewee says what they want you to hear, which is like, well, I'm applying for a designer job. So I guess in five years, I want to be a senior designer. Maybe. Is that the answer you want? Right? Like, it's just really hard. It's sort of this, you, you answer it in the way that you think the person wants someone else's vision for you. So when we want to draw the picture, we want to think about what our life looks like in the future, not based on some org chart or a career trajectory, but the way I like to phrase the question that we ask our Lemonly people in what's called our PGP, our personal growth plan, so every employee has one of these, is we just say, describe your day three years from now. 
So my day, right, speaking of energy audit, three years from now, is hopefully I get to wake up early, go for a run, do some stretching, maybe read a book. Uh, three years from now, I'll have a eight- and five-year-old. They'll probably both be in grade school by then, so I'd love to be able to drop them off at school in the morning and then get to work and, and work on something that really like challenges me, pushes me to get better probably have a coffee meeting in there somewhere. I love coffee and I love people. I love meeting other people. Collaboration, right? So like I start to unpack and plan my day. You can do this all the way throughout the day, but start to draw the picture of what your life looks like. And don't get focused on a job title. Don't get focused on maybe even like where you live, if that's not important to you. If you want to, you can draw that picture to that detail, but really think about what makes you happy and and what what is true today that'll be true then as you start to draw the picture um, of your life. And some people do this in the sense of like a vision board. If you've heard of that concept where you literally manifest what you want to be true. Uh, I know that gets a little like squishy, kind of hippy dippy for some folks, but I do believe in the power of what we think and what, like what we say, the words that we say connect to our brain, right? So we can truly like speak our future into existence. I know that sounds crazy, but I've seen this time and time again, and very successful people do this incredibly well. So draw the picture in your head. You can write it down if you need to, but really think about what life looks like on the other end of this big change. So again, this episode is about how to embrace change and thinking about quitting that job, starting that company, selling your company, moving to another country, Running a marathon when you've never run more than a mile, right? Whatever it might be, draw your picture of what you look like and what your life looks like on the other side of that change. So the free, the three frameworks I'm using right now to weigh these opportunities in my head, knowing and trusting my core values, thinking about the task on a day-to-day basis and how they give or take energy from me with the energy audit, and drawing the picture literally drawing the picture of what my life looks like after this change. So that's what I wanted to talk about today when uh, I don't have the answer of what's next for me, but at least sort of unpack what's going through my head and how I hope to get there in maybe the next six months, maybe seven, maybe eight, or maybe I know in four. I don't know. Truly do not know here, Uh, but that's both scary and exciting to me. So the last thing I'll say uh, I've had a lot of people ask me about this question, and also we've talked about this topic of change, and I've recognized others struggle with this topic too. I'm not the only one grinding with these things. And I think even COVID has helped, or maybe not helped, but nudged or pushed a lot of people to consider um, change in their life right now. So with that, I'm going to document the second half of the year, the remaining six months, in a newsletter format, sort of, you know, related or connected to lead more in a way, but simply just almost a journal, like a public journal for me, certainly to rethink my process and test these frameworks, but also we're a a live journal that people can follow along. So if you go to j-t-m, those are my initials, j-t-m.com, you can subscribe to what's going to be called The Change, uh, a weekly newsletter about change from here on out until uh, I make this big change wherever it leads me. 
So wanted to share that with you today. Thank you for listening to this different episode of the Lead More podcast. If you liked it, though, let me know. Uh, tweet me at John T. Meyer. And as always, you know, make sure you subscribe. If you're an iTunes person, go to Apple Podcasts to click subscribe. If you're a Spotify person, click that follow button. The more people that do that, the more people that find this show. And we're so thankful for that and for you for listening. Remember, we drop new episodes of the Lead More podcast every Thursday. As always, thank you. Take care and be well.